Well, Mr. Race left home last night. He and Jane were pretending to quarrel over a mink coat just to show Jane's niece Betty and her newlywed husband Carl how ridiculous they were to separate over a coat. To carry out the argument, Mr. Race had to leave home, taking Carl with him. This episode takes place the next morning in two scenes. Mr. Race's office, and then to the Ace's bungalow. But first to the office. Mr. Race is alone as Marge enters. Listen. Marge, well, what brings you here? What brings me here? Yeah. You didn't think I was going through a whole day without finding out how things stand, did you? Well, that's what I want to find out. How are things at the house? Beautiful, just beautiful. You've got to hand it to Jane. She's certainly putting it on thick. She is, huh? Well, I'll leave it to you. When she came to the breakfast table this morning, Betty and I were sitting there, and we said good morning, and she stood there and wrung a quart of water out of her handkerchief. <laughs> so she cried all night. <laughs> no. Yes. Well, how about Betty? What did she say to that? Well, Betty looked positive. Positively miserable. She's taken the blame for the whole thing. But Jane keeps telling her it's not her fault that she's glad she found out what a beast you are. <laughs> no kidding. Yes. <laughs> I tried to calm her down and then she winked at me. Wink? Did Betty see her? Oh, Betty was busy crying and whimpering that you'd come back. But Jane said she didn't care if you ever did. She kept saying, imagine him going out last night and not coming back. That's the latest he ever stayed out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is pretty late at that, not coming home at all. <laughs> yes. Well, where did you go? What happened? Oh, well, uh, when Carl and I ran out, as you know, he was a little bewildered by this sudden turn of affairs, and I think he was kind of trying to make me go back and patch things up. But I kept telling him that he was right about Betty. All women are alike and all that. Oh, I well, where did you both finally wind up? Oh, well, we painted the town red. You what? Yes, we dropped in at a drugstore and we both had a hot chocolate. You did? Yes, I didn't care what happened. But not a hot chocolate, not straight. Well, with whipped cream <laughs> and a couple of wafers, if you want to know. I can't stand it. And uh, by the time we finished, we were both feeling pretty good, I don't mind telling you. So we walked some more and talked some more. Carl did most of the talking. Well, about what? Oh, mostly trying to make me see the light. Eight years of married life and all that. I said it wasn't any different than his case, only he was luckier to find out about his wife after only a month or so. What did he say to that? Well, he said he guessed maybe I was right. He did? Yeah. Well, that isn't working out according to our plan. Well, not yet, but I think it will when they realize what a horrible example Jane and I are. Oh, well, I hope so. Where'd you sleep? At the YMCA. <laughs> he has a room there. I took one, too. I left him sleeping there this morning. I don't think he slept most of the night worrying so much. Well, I hope he isn't worrying so much about you and Jane as he should be about himself and Betty. Well, he's worried about both, I think, although he keeps saying it's his fault that Jane and I had this argument in the first place. That's just what Betty said. Well, we're getting somewhere, aren't we? If we can make both of them realize how silly it is to break up a home over a mink I'll coat. take credit for that inspiration. I was the one the thought of it, you remember? Oh, yes, yes, you certainly did, Marge. And I think that... Well, Carl, come in. Well, good morning, Carl. Marge, have you had any luck with him? What? He can't break up a home like this. He's got to go back. Oh, uh, yes, that's just what I've been telling you. Nothing doing. But, Mr. Ace, do you realize what you're doing? I do. Eight years of married life just shot to nothing. And over what? Over what? You know over what? You heard what she said last night. I gave her a choice. I said very plainly. I said choose between me and a mink coat. And what did she say? She said a mink coat is warmer, and she chose a coat, and you asked me over what? For eight years of married life, doesn't that count for anything? What's eight years got to do with it? Eight years or eight weeks? It has everything to do with it. There's all the difference in the world. You, 
You're used to each other. How can you let a little thing like a coat come between you? Well, you're a fine one to talk. How do we get into this coat argument in the first place? Yes, I know it's all my fault. And that is. Yes, I guess so. There's no guess about it. I'm in the same boat you're in, Carl. No, you're not. My life is ruined. Don't ruin your life as I have. Well, I will admit it is a little rather late in life to be disillusioned. You were at least lucky. You found out early what a woman you'd married. I... I can only thank you and Betty for helping me find out when I did. We don't want any thanks. You speaking for Betty, too? Well, no, but I'm sure she feels as rotten as I do about this. Well, you and Betty feeling rotten won't help matters. And I'm sure Betty's aunt does, too. Oh, no, not her. I heard her last night. But she was mad. People say things they don't mean. Well, who says she didn't mean it? Well, I'm sure she didn't, and I'll prove it to you. Well, how? I'm going to have a talk with her. Oh, no, it's too late, Carl. Oh, no, it's not, but if you let this go much longer... Wait, where, where are you going? I'm going to have a talk with your wife. I'll straighten this out. <laughs> Well, did you get a load of him? Yes, but he's not even thinking of making up with Betty. Yeah, you will before it's over. I only hope Jane keeps up the pretense of... Say, I know what. I wonder if it's safe to call her up. For what? I want to tell her to start packing as if she's going away. Yeah, that's what I'll do. We've got to play this thing out to the finish now. And don't worry about those two. Before you know it, there'll be pie and honey. Oh, here, Marge, you answer this. In case Betty answers, ask for Jane, then let me talk to her. Oh, I see. All right. There? No, not yet. Oh, yes. Hello? Is that you, Jane? Just a minute. Uh, Hello, Jane. Look, don't say a word. Just let me do the talking. I guess Betty's there with you, isn't she? That's it. Don't say anything but yes. Uh, Carl was just here, and he's pretty much upset about this. He's on his way over to the house now to try to have you make up with me. You see? Now, here's what I want you to do. You say to Betty that you're going to start packing as if you're going away. You know, leaving me. We want to make it look as bad. Yes. Yes. Oh. Yes. Yes. Who was that, Aunt Jane? Uh, wrong number. Uh, well, I guess I'll start packing. Packing? Yes, I've got to take some clothes if I'm going away. Going away where? Well, Betty, you don't think I'm going on living here as if everything's honky-tonky, do you? Oh, and Jane, don't go away. Well, you certainly don't expect me to stay here in his house. It's your house, too, Aunt Jane. Oh, no, not anymore it isn't. But you've lived here all these years. You've been together, you and Uncle Ace, for eight years. You've worked to make this beautiful, comfortable home for him. Yes, it is kind of nice here at the... Uh, well, I guess I'll go and pack. But, Aunt Jane, if you won't think of yourself, how about him? How he worked to give you this home, the eight best years of his life. Oh, are those his best? You can't throw all this away. And all for what? Such a ridiculous thing, a coat. Ridiculous? Well, how about you? Well, in my case, it's different. Carl and I were just married. We realized early enough the mistake we've made. But after eight years... Well, I don't see any difference. If you ask me, I think all husbands are beasts, especially the married ones. Aunt Jane, how can you talk like that about Uncle Ace? Oh, yes, I suppose you're the only one that can talk like that about your husband. Well, my husband is just as bad as yours, if not less. They're all alike, and I don't care if I ever see him again. Oh, Aunt Jane, you shouldn't say that. Well, you said it about Carl. Oh. What have Carl and I got to do with this? Everything. If you two aren't going to make a... Well, everything. If it hadn't been for you and Carl, I never would have found out about my husband. I certainly couldn't thank you for that. Oh, don't blame me for all this. Well, I got to pack. Well, 
are you going, Jane? I don't know. I don't care. Maybe China. Maybe home to mother. Or maybe both. What difference does it make? Oh, I can't stand it. You can't do this, Aunt Jane. Please think it over. There's still time. Oh, not so much time. I don't know what time the train leaves for China, but if I want to go home to mother, there's a train at half past twelve. And here it is after ten, and I haven't even started to pack yet. <laughs> Oh, there's somebody at the door. I'll go, Betty. Won't you change your mind, Aunt Jane? Don't leave him. If you and he could only... Well, Carl, come in. Glad you came. I was just going. Going? Going where? Oh, I don't know. Maybe China. China? Maybe home to mother. Well, I hope you're satisfied. You see what you've done? Maybe both. I've I... done. I suppose I bought the main coat. You've broken up a home. I've broken it up. I don't know. What difference does I it wish make? I'd never met you. You've broken up this home. Seems to run in your family, doesn't it, breaking up homes? Well, I guess I'll go and pack. Oh, no, you can't do this. Oh, yes, I can. I'm not going to stay here another day. I know where I'm wanted, and it's not here. Oh, no, I wasn't born for nothing. And I can only thank you, too, for showing me the right thing to do. Because if you hadn't had that argument about the coat, I never would have done this. Yeah, well, you, you see... see? Oh, make a wish. You two said that together. Join your little fingers and make yes, a wish. Mrs. Ace, please, won't you stop to think this over? You're only doing this in haste. You'll be sorry, sure, if you leave him. Well, he left me, didn't he? Turn around is fair. Well, I'm going in to pack. I guess I better hurry. And Jane, don't do it. Laura, where are you? I want you to help me pack. I'm going to China or somewhere. I can't stand it. I can't believe it. My aunt and uncle, after all these years. Well, Crying won't do any good. I can't help crying. It's breaking my heart. But this is no time to cry. This is the time for action. We've got to do something. What can we do? They're both so stubborn. Well, now, here we are, two intelligent people. Are we going to let these two wreck their lives? I'd give anything to save them from it. Well, we can think of something, can't we? Oh, here, use this handkerchief. Thanks. We've got to do something and do it fast. I'll do anything. What can I do? I'd give anything if they'd get together. Well, we can... Wait a minute. Anything? What? You say you'll give anything? Of course. How about that coat? The main coat you wanted to sell to your aunt. It started all this trouble between them. Will you sacrifice that? Oh, of course I will. Anything. Good. Suppose you give it to your aunt. She wanted your uncle to buy it from you. That started the argument. If you gave it to her, he wouldn't have to buy it. That's right. Sure, I'll give it to her. If he'll let her take it. Well, make him let her. And Jane... That's it. Stop her from packing. And Jane... I wasn't listening. I was just standing here. Mrs. Ace, we've got the solution. Betty's going to give you the coat. Give it to me? Yes, then Mr. Ace won't have to buy it, and you'll have the coat. It solves everything. Now, now, will you please stop packing and let us put the proposition to your husband? Well, if he'll let me take it. He will, Aunt Jane. I know he will. Can we tell him you'll stay if he lets you have the coat? Well, yes, but if he doesn't, you can tell him I don't care if I ever see him again. Oh, you don't want us to tell him that, Aunt Jane. That's exactly what I want you to tell him. I don't care if I ever see him again. Oh, now, can't we add anything to that message? No, nothing else. Uh, wait a minute. I don't care if I ever see him again. That's nine words, isn't it? Add, uh, love. Yes, put love in to make up the ten words. <laughs> well... It looks as if the Aces scheme is working out all right, at least as far as bringing the Aces together again. How it affects Carl and Betty, we learn when next we meet the Easy Aces.